Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters wherever you find me. So for this part of the show, we're going to do gardening. So let's talk about this week, 13 vegetables and herbs to grow together. It's called Companion Planting Guide. But it really is, folks, is a really very simple beginning guide. You may... I listen to beginning stuff all the time because I learn something every time. This is for the beginning gardener that just really doesn't quite know where to, to go and yet wants to be a vegetable gardener mostly. And I'm, I'm not against flower gardening, folks, but I, I, even flowers, if I want to say that, I usually plant something I can also eat. And you can do that. You can plant beautiful yards and have edible landscape if you want it. And if you are a beginning gardener, you may not know exactly where to get started. Some of the questions you may be asking, for instance, what should you plant? Or when should you plant it? Or the method planning to use it? To get a feel for gardening, you have to try planting some, I I call it scapes, just pieces from your kitchen, onion tops, the bottom of a cabbage, cut all but the top of a carrot off and set it in a small bowl of water. And that that will, in most cases, you only need a bowl or a plate with some water. And if you're really serious into getting into gardening, then maybe the next move up is container gardening. It's it's perfect for a lot of people. And as a, I hate to be fancy, a redundant statement, folks, the best way to get started with gardening is to just get started with gardening. On this show, I want to discuss which plants grow together to get the most out of your garden. This method is many times, especially in the past, was called companion planting. So what is companion planting? Companion planting is growing certain plants together that benefit each other, kind of such as for pest control, enhanced plant growth, and of course, helping to keep the soil in your garden healthy. Every plant think everything, that's kind of corny, needs a best friend, and that does include your plants. These plants can either attract beneficial insects, deter soil pests, or even enhance the flavor of the other plants you've planted them with, uh, of their companions. We'll start with a plant not as many people like to eat or are even familiar with as many others, but if you ever start planting it and you ever start learning how to use it, first it's extremely healthy for you, number one, and number two, it's easy to grow, and that's an eggplant. If he's always wanted to plant this vegetable, then it's best to plant its companion with it as well. Eggplants go very well if you've got to have beans, if you're going to have peppers, tomatoes, uh, lemongrasses I've never grown, but they're great. And of course, potatoes. Eggplant is a really heavy nitrogen feeder, and green beans are known to fix or add nitrogen to the soil. Do you see the companion now? Beans are legumes is the word, L-E-G-U-M-E, and they're known to take nitrogen right out of the air and call fix it, make it available in the soil to other plants. And in addition to that, green beans deter the little beetle that's really bad on, on a number of plants, including the eggplant, and that's called a Colorado potato beetle. For some reason, this particular beetle just doesn't like to be around eggplants at all. Next on my companion plant list, and also an easy, easy plant to grow that everybody, I think, if they don't like them, it's only because they haven't been introduced for them properly. And that's the common cucumber. They can be eaten raw, you can make pickles, or you can use them in a salad. Whatever your preference is, they taste lovely and they're very refreshing. And for best results, in studies they've done, plant your cucumbers near radishes, again, beans, celery, corn, lettuce, dill, 
and especially if you grow summer or winter peas. All go together very well. They help each other. To repel cucumber beetles, plant radishes among the cucumbers. Right in with them, folks. In addition, dill helps to attract beneficial predators that also, of course, prey on the beetles and the beetle larvae. Keep sage away from cucumbers, though, because it'll stunt the growth of the cucumber. They, they don't do together well. They share too much of the same needs in the way of nourishment. Almost all lettuce varieties, especially the common lettuce, really have been shown to grow best near carrots or cucumbers or radishes or beets. And if you happen to do berries, strawberries. And be sure to plant chives and garlic near that lettuce, right around it, because it's been shown in a bunch of different plantings that garlic and chives repel aphids. And aphids love lettuce. Let's go back to beans once more, because first, they're very good for you, number one. Number two, they're easy to grow, and they, they serve a lot of uh, purposes. Beans grow well with almost any vegetable, but best or easily with tomatoes or corn. And also interplanting marigolds, which you can have flowers in your garden, folks. Uh, in your, and other herbs, another is rosemary, will deter the bean beetles that ordinarily will attack your beans. Beans are great companions for corn, and we're back to the reason why. Remember, beans are a legume, and they release nitrogen, and corn is a heavy nitrogen user. Ensure to keep beans away from members of the onion family, though. Even though I love my garlic, I love my shallots a bunch, and I love my chives. But it appears in studies that, that they uh, have a tendency to stunt certain bean plants, so invest it's not to put those in amongst your beans. Carrots are one of the things you almost can go anywhere in your garden, but it's best to plant, especially if you're going to have radishes or peas. And here's an interesting thing that I've actually done myself. If you plant carrots and plant a bunch of sage in amongst them, it actually improves the taste of the carrot. Because of the strong scent that onions and leeks have, though, they are good to have around your carrots because they are exude a scent so strong that they repel a little fly that is actually called a carrot fly and it's very detrimental to the health of your carrots. On the other side, so when I say companion planting, this is also things not to grow with. Carrots should be staying away from anise or fennel, uh, again, because they share such a same in nutritional value that the fennel and the anise could actually lower the growth rates of your carrot. And I think I mentioned this before, but I wanted to remember. To improve the growth of flavor of a plant, again, back like carrots or grapes, uh, berries and tomatoes, a chive is just almost a compliment to everybody except a few plants. Chives are really just good to interspurse in among almost any of the vegetables you normally would grow in, a, in your garden. We mentioned earlier that beans uh, put out nitrogen. Well, corn loves nitrogen. So you can plant corn near beans, cucumbers, potatoes, pumpkins, squash, and peas. The benefits of planting corn with beans, for instance, as this really works, uh, the corn stalks still grow your corn, but they become an, a natural trellis for your beans and, and other climbing plants. And I might mention, since it says here, I, I'm, I'm looking at a book right now, the benefits of planting corn with beans has actually been proven by scientific research to increase the harvest of both the beans and the corn. 
And something that a lot of us grow, we always think it's an herb. It is an herb, but we don't think of it this way. Dill is a very effective and useful plant when you interplant it with a lot of other vegetables. You can plant it with your broccolis, your Brussels sprouts, cabbages, cauliflowers, of course, everything else we mentioned before, cucumbers, lettuce, and onions. It also improves the flavor uh, and the growth of cabbages. In addition, the aroma is said to repel a number of different uh, insects and pests. Among them, again, are aphids and spider mites. Do, though, keep dill away from carrots and tomatoes. The reason for this is that these plants are susceptible to diseases that are very similar to what the dill is. So you don't want to introduce another possible host to a disease or a pest you don't want to deal with. What about onions? For the best result, I interplant my onions in with my cabbages and my beets, my carrots and my lettuce. I don't grow fruits very much, but I understand they don't go very well with strawberries. Onions help to deter a lot of pests, and when planted with carrots, it's said to help the carrot rust fly, back to that fly I talked about, that, that, has, that end up, their larvae are what's called root maggots that get to your carrots. So again, it's a win-win. You can also use onions around the border of your raised bed just to protect your plants. Just plant them around the edge. At least for some distance, keep your onions away from your peas and beans and sage. Studies show that those plants don't seem to interplant together very well. And if you love peas like I do, they're another. That Remember, again, peas are a legume. They're a bean, and they're a nitrogen-fixing plant that helps stimulate the growth of a number of different plants. Corns and beans, potatoes, tomatoes, radishes, everything I talked about, carrots, turnips, and cucumbers. Vegetables such as lettuce, spinach, tomatoes, and eggplants can also benefit from the shade of the trellises. If you plant them, put the trellis on the west side. Uh, as the pea grows up it, it's an automatic shade for the afternoon when it gets so hot in many parts of the country. So it serves two purposes. Now, I've already mentioned it. I don't know because I'm babbling along here. But it's probably best to keep peas away from onions and garlic. It, it, they don't seem to be happy together and it doesn't seem that they are positive to each other. So I think if they're there, it's not going to make much difference, but there's better places to plant them. Now, one of my favorites, peppers. Peppers are known to repel a bunch of insects that can be found in your garden. Basil, tomatoes, parsley, carrots, and onions are excellent companions to peppers. All in the same, I don't wear get this idea, you just plant rows of everything and then rows of... Uh, plants in many cases, do better when they're intermingled and they're growing amongst each other. And for a plant, a lot of people, even if they're not gardeners, plant out in their yard is rosemary. But think about it. This rosemary grows very well with its cabbages and carrots and beans because of it's got a really strong fragrance. I love it. It has a big ability to repel a number of insects amongst those and, and, and very successfully is cabbage flies, the root maggot fly, bean beetles, and the fly I talked about earlier, the carrot fly. Rosemary's a good, good repellent for all of those. And if you decide you want to grow some squash, uh, either plant or plant them nearby a plant called nasturniums, which most of us don't even grow except as ornamental flowers, but they're actually quite edible and quite good for you, and corn and mint and marigold. Any of the other romantic herbs, such as dill, all help to repel insect pests from your squash. And incidentally, back to what I mentioned earlier about the corn, if you want to, 
Put your squash in amongst your corn. What is it going to do? Same thing as I said before. The corn becomes the trellis for the squash vine and yet still grows perfectly well. For those of you who don't know, uh, marigolds naturally deter beetles. I already mentioned nasturtiums. They deter, they're big to deter squash bugs and beetles themselves. While the dill that I keep mentioning uh, repels squash bugs that will actually kill your squash vines, the borers. Dill's very good at keeping that away from your plants. And finally, we have to bring up tomatoes. You can interplant tomatoes with asparagus, cabbage, carrots, cucumbers, almost everything. But as a caution, and you'll see why, try to keep your corn and tomatoes apart because the same corn earworm that attacks your corn also attacks your tomatoes. And lastly, keep tomatoes and potatoes apart as they both get the same blight. So they literally contaminate each other. Anyway, more of a fast what I call instant gardening for the new gardener than I've ever done, but you can pick it up here or tell people about it. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matter.